1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
0: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder, getting Kenrich Williams back. Usman Jang had his best run in the G League. We get Chet Holmgren versus Vic in tonight's game and your mailbag questions. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, meeting member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, L-O-ThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder, getting back Kenny Hustle, and your mailbag questions. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Go visit them today to make every moment more at FanDuel.com right now slash locked on. And when you do, you get $150 in bonus bets as long as you hit your $5 money line bet. It's going to be great for you to go there to get started today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Folks, Kenneth Williams is set to make his season debut today. Usman Jang got some run in the G League last night, had his best G League minutes. Of his career, we'll talk about all of that coming up. Let's start though with your mailbag questions. This first one comes from Tyler Adams. Uh, Can you comment on the opponent's shot quality? OKC is near league worst, and type of shots that the Thunder are giving up uh, a lot at the rim and corner threes. So, a a lot of that, A, you're going to get more more shots at the rim whenever you, you allow offensive rebounds because. Oftentimes, you're just going to right back up with the offensive rebound, and that's technically, of course, a shot at the rim. Uh, But the corner threes has kind of been more of a a philosophy of understanding who's out there on the corner and who you can live with shooting an open corner three for the sake of being able to have a more swarm-to-the-paint type of defense and, of course, throwing more bodies at the paint for uh, potential rebounds. So the corner three thing... It's just stuff that they live with, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent. And to this point, it's worked. They, they they were they were a really good defense last year. They they've been a really good defense this year. But it's just kind of uh, a strategy that that they hold. Uh, from at thunder og underscore not a question, but could you give your thoughts on Mitic getting basically no playing time? I do not believe that this will be a continued thing in the sense of like all season long. I don't think that we'll look back on Mechich as we did on Gabriel deck and like he just never played uh, despite some, uh, despite some fans of his being very rowdy on social media and in comment sections. Uh, but I think that Michich is just having a hard time, of course, adjusting to life in the NBA, the, the pace of it, the defense of it. Uh, these are the spacing of it. These are all things that michich himself has said that he is struggling with and that he is, he's having a hard time adjusting to. And uh, I, I think that, there's not enough credit given to how small of a window training camp really is like the training camp and preseason. uh, It feels like a long time because you're eager and waiting for like the actual season to begin, but in the grand scheme of things, even for a 29 year old two-time year league MVP and champion, even for a guy like that, it's not long enough of a runway to truly get immersed into what the NBA is and, and has, you know, and how to kind of get up to speed with playing NBA basketball now, I, I, I can hear you already typing away about how can you get adjusted without playing. It's going to be a bit harder to find matchups that you feel comfortable surrendering, so to say, to, to give it a parallel to Bertans. Bertans is a worse defender than Mijic. He gives a ton of effort. He's not a good defender whatsoever, but it's easier to find static, stationary wings and bigs for Bertans to go sit on in the corner. Than it is to find that at the guard spot for Mijic, so uh, that plays into it a little bit. I feel like of just like when you see a matchup that you feel comfortable letting Mijic go out there and and you know play against, but also you can you can kind of get up to speed in practice and just by watching and film and everything else. So I think that eventually we will see the tide turn. I, I don't know an exact date on when the tide will turn, but I do believe that we'll look back on. Michich at the end of the season, and he'll be in the rotation. He'll be playing uh, some pretty solid minutes for this team because what he can do off the bench as a creator offensively and as a player offensively, I do still think that he can help this Thunder team. I don't think he can help them right now because he's still learning the ropes, but he will get there to that point. And so I think that right now it's really just uh, defensively versus like he's never, ever, ever going to play. Uh, so that, that's kind of where I'm at on Micic. Um Morgan Workman says, I understand the Thunder aren't Gonna be great rebounding, but uh and that's not how they're built, but that's fine. But they can't be this bad. What changes do you expect to be made uh to the rotation or scheme to solve the rebounding discrepancy? Yeah, so the Thunder are going to trade off rebounds. Obviously, they're not gonna be a top end of the uh, end of the league rebounding team, but uh Kendrick Williams being back is gonna help a lot. Uh his physicality, even though it only generates, you know, five boards a game for him, his physicality and ability to box out helps others on the glass as well. Uh, so it, it'll also help him him himself get rebounds, but also help his teammates get rebounds because of how physical he is down low. Uh, that'll help. And it comes down to effort. It comes down to this is a young team who uh, has to learn that it what kind of effort level it takes to play in this league night in and night out. Uh, they're not going to be other World League rebounders, but they can be much better than they are right now, just as they currently are constructed based upon giving better effort. And you've seen in games where they give high effort, they don't get beat up on the glass too much. And halves, where they give high effort, the half turns around for them. So uh, I, I think that the two main things will be Kinrich, of course, uh, and giving more effort. And, and, and I think that people get confused a little bit or just think that it's all size. Oftentimes, it's way more effort than size. Like, look at look at Kante Johnson. Look at Kinrich Williams. Like, these are small guys who are renowned for their rebounding, especially Kante Johnson, who are renowned for their rebounding and like the, their way that they can mix it up down there. But they're not built like a like a like a typical big man that, that people are envisioning to come solve these rebounding issues. It's just that they give high level effort each and every possession, each and every shot attempt, and, and the Thunder have to get to that point as a collective unit to help them on the glass. And I think that it's getting better. I think that the second half of the game against the Suns it got better. You only lost the boards by four uh, to Phoenix, and he will take that trade off every day of the week. But uh, it's got to be a more sustained effort level. On the glass for OKC. Uh, from at Red Rapaport, Uh, do you think that the size uh, has to improve to improve the reboundings? We addressed that. I don't think so. Uh, I think that the deficiency is just more so just attacking, you know, attacking, and being more physical on the glass. That's kind of where I'm at with the rebounding issues. So Ben Glover says Does it make sense to have Kenneth Williams, Aaron Wiggins, and Case and Wallace all in the same lineup? Uh, I know they have the same player, but they have similar traits. Uh, so would it be kind of redundant to have them? I, I don't think it'd be redundant at all. I think that Kendrick Williams and Wiggins and Kaysen all have such a variety of roles that they can play. Kendrick was excellent at playing the small ball five. That was some of your best lineups last year in OKC. Was Kendrick playing small ball five? He can play the five, he can play the four. If you have a big lineup, if, if the Thunder ever get to the point where they have a jumbo lineup, he can play the three. Uh, so, like, he can play a lot of different positions. Wiggins, he's played the four. He's played the two, he's played the three. He can play a lot of different positions. and he can play on the ball. He can play off the ball. He can do a lot of different things. So uh, those three guys, in fact, are the best players to include in a lineup because then you have three guys who can conform around two others. So they allow you the, the luxury of however you want to work staggering your starting five. How, whoever needs rest, whoever doesn't need rest, no matter who those pieces are, they can fit with those three guys. If the pieces are Shea and Dort, they fit perfectly next to Case and Kenrich and Wiggins and, and, and those three guys. If the pieces are Josh and Dub, if the pieces are Dub and Chet, like you you can find the different ways that they all fit together, and that three nucleus is the reason why, because they can slide up, they can slide down, they can play on the ball, they can play off the ball, they can do so many different things. So I think that actually it's the opposite of like Kenrich, Wiggins, and and their versatility and their similarities – are what makes their lineups so important for this Thunder team. And you'll see that tonight whenever Kenny Hustle is back, that that versatility and that luxury that he can do so many different things, it actually helps the Thunder uh, for this game. So I'm interested to see what that looks like. Now, coming up, we'll answer more of your mailbag questions and also talk about Kenny Hustle returning and talk about the game against the Spurs tonight. But first, one to two right now, but good friends over at Ibotta. Folks, our good friends at Ibotta, have you covered how does a free Thanksgiving sound this year? I bought it is here to give you cash back and help make sure that your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants a Turkey without gravy. Go check them out today because we all know that the best part of Thanksgiving is the time you spent your family. And of course, uh, the Thanksgiving meal. So go check them out today. Cause I can help you out starting on November 1st for the fourth year in a row. I bought it is giving hundred percent cash back on our Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem everything that you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. That is it. And then Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. And you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing with Ibotta. While other apps just give you points that don't amount to much, Ibotta gives you cold, hard, real cash back in your uh, way of that you want it, you can get it in many different ways: in your bank account, in your PayPal, in your credit cards, uh, gift cards, whatever you want to get it form. They can get you real cash into your bank account, into your PayPal, into your uh, gift cards, all that fun stuff. So Ibotta has that back for you: cash back on hundreds of online brands and realtors too. From uh, Ibotta, you can go to Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app today. Use the code Locked On and get 100 cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner. Starting on November 1st. So go there right now on the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I B O T T A, in the Google Play Store, App Store, and use code LOCKED. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder Basketball. Luke on the mailbag says, is the Thunder's missing piece a center? If so, should the Thunder trade or draft for a center? It's not a center. I, I think that I think that Chet's best position is playing center. Uh, now, uh, that is not to say that the Thunder would never need to add size next to him. I think that the next to him portion is getting a little bit conflicted. The next to him portion could just be a four, who's like an actual big four, versus uh, adding like a, a center. I, I think that if if Chet ends up needing help inside, it's not an automatic, you know, relegate him to the four position. It'd be best to have a stretch four and, and have a guy who can actually uh, you know, mix in on rebounds better if you do want to add size down the road. You might not need to, but if you do, I think it's more so a four because what makes Chet so special is his ability to take advantage of whenever centers are are defending him on the other end of the floor. And so his shot blocking at the rim, to to stay home at the rim, we saw this in in Summer League. Like whenever Chet was playing four in Summer League, he looked much worse than he did when he was playing the five because you just take away on both ends of the floor uh, his good quality traits of being around the rim defensively, of exploiting matchups offensively. You don't want to do that if you're OKC. So like if they ever do want to add size, it is not going to be at the five position. I think that it should be uh, somewhere else. Uh, Euro Thunder says... The Thunder have to add to their roster to be able to play against teams like the Nuggets. Uh, Well, they're, they're not really concerned with competing with the Nuggets this year. Spoiler alert, the Thunder are not going to win the NBA finals and they're not going to compete for an NBA championship this year. Uh, But down the road, I think that you should not gear your team up to beat one specific team. Uh, You should just see kind of what the deficiencies are in the grand scheme of things uh, for OKC uh, for, for, you know, what you want to do and how you want to play. But it's been ten games. It's been a very fun ten games, uh, and we'll continue to see how this Thunder team matures. Uh, Josh says, "Is there any interest in getting Vucevic from the uh, Bulls if they have a tankathon sale?" I do not think that that fits at all for OKC. Uh, I do not like that fit at all. Uh, even if they were selling him for for pennies on the dollar, I wouldn't necessarily like that fit next to Chet Holmgren. Uh, maybe it could work, but just on paper, uh, I don't think that. It fits very well. I don't think that it fits very well for OKC. Uh, Luke says, "Has Giddy hit his ceiling? Uh, and will and will they make him focus on assisting instead of scoring?" Uh, well, I think he always is focused on assisting. I think that he always is like looking to pass. But uh, of course, you're also trying to mix in very hard drives. He's 21 years old. Like I think that he's getting to the point of where Lou Dort was, where you know you have seen Josh Giddy play the most of this young core, not named Shea you've seen Josh Cuddy play the most. And so he's old news, he's tired, and you're just ready for the next thing without realizing, like, hey, he's still only 21 years old. like, yeah, he's played basketball. He's played NBA basketball, but he's 21 years old. And uh, I think that he started slow last year. He starts slow this year. He's obviously shooting the ball poorly, but I think that his decision-making over the last few games has gotten better. Let's see where he's at at the end of the year. Um, And I think that we also you know, are viewing Josh through a, a very weird prism. Like if Josh is the fourth best player in this team, that's fine. It's a really good thing. But we're, we're viewing him as he's got to be this max contract number one guy. That's not what the Thunder need from him. And and, and if he's not better than SGA, if he's not better than JW, if he's not better than Chet, that doesn't mean that he's behind. You'd be hard-pressed to find guys who are better than those three. You'd be hard-pressed to find guys who are on those three's level. Like, so like, just because he's not there doesn't mean he's holding the Thunder back or that they, you know, if he's holding the Thunder back, who would they trade him for that would be on par with those three guys? Because If you don't believe he's on that, that echelon with those three guys, then who, then who is that you would trade him for that the other team is willing to give up. You can't just go steal somebody. You can't just go hold the team hostage and, and, and take their player away from them. A trade has to be a consenting party on both sides. So I think that we view Josh through this weird prism of like a lot of pressure put on uh, the timeline and put on, does he fit with these three guys and is he better than any of the three guys? And where does he rank in the hierarchy? If he's the fourth or fifth best player, depending on how you want to rate Dort's new efficiency offensively, that's a really good fourth or fifth best player. Like, and somebody has got to be the fourth or fifth best player. So I I think that Josh is like put under a microscope. And again, you you expect so much from him and you you, want to kind of, it feels like you can kind of judge him faster because he's been here longer, but he's still a young player. He's still growing, finding his rhythm. And I, I don't think that it's taken into account enough of the environment change that's happened for Josh and this whole team from year to year. Each year, they've made dramatic changes to what they're doing. They've made dramatic changes to like who they're adding into the fold, who they're looking for to get uh, offensive opportunities. And you're every year, you're having to recalibrate at the start of the season where you're at in that pecking order, what, what the game plan is night to night. There has not been this constant flow of roles and assignments and responsibilities. And so as that gets m- more clear, as the season progresses, you will see Josh get better. Uh, and I think that we saw him improve with the with with the FIBA World Cup. I don't think that he magically forgot how to play basketball in two weeks, you know, in two months. Like I, I don't think that that's the case at all. So uh, at C. Mitch. Will Us, Lindy, and Sar be being sent to the Blue? Will Mitchich finally get some meaningful minutes? Uh, so Us got sent to the Blue. Uh, Lindy and Sar did not play last night for the Blue, uh, so we'll see if they play tonight for the Thunder or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Mischich will eventually start to stru- start to uh, get some more minutes as the season progresses. <laughs> this trade from Boomer Boy, who says no, the Thunder get Jiren Jackson Jr. for one, two, three, four. Four first round picks and Poku, Giddy, and Bretans. So basically, it's just Giddy and four first round picks, and then there's two second round picks on there. Because you know, at the end of the day, throwing more stuff on the trade machine doesn't inherently increase increase the value. Bretans is just there for salary matching reasons. Uh, Poku is just there to be a Poku. Like he doesn't. He's not going to factor into this decision at all. Would the Grizzlies trade Jaron Jackson Jr. for Giddy and? four first round picks in a couple seconds. Uh, That's kind of what you're asking here. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think that the Thunder would offer four first round picks for Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, And I, and I don't think that uh, the Grizzlies would want to move on from Jaron Jackson Jr. But yeah, it comes down to like Josh and four first round picks for Jaron Jackson Jr. I think that you can do uh, much better, uh, much better than that. Mita Poku and man have got to get some run. It's ridiculous to not give them a chance. Uh, Poku, Poku. Let's see what it looks like when he's ramped up from the injury. I'm not really sure how that, that's gonna. I'm not really sure how that's kind of gone for him. I'd be interested to see if they if they ever put him with the G League to get some some more game experience coming off of that that injury. But he could he could theoretically help. Uh, Bretans. We've talked about of like his defense is so limiting that like you can you tried him against uh, Phoenix, but he can only last three minutes three minutes on the floor because of how bad his defense is. Uh, and, then, and then Trey Mann, uh you know hit him and Meich like the big thing with them is like could they could they at times give the thunder an offensive spark for sure but at the same time how much of a spark do you get versus a defensive lull do you get so like how good would their offensive spark be if your defense takes a uh, takes a step back for example if you were to play meatich or man either one of them you know no offense to either one but if you were to play them you know, 10 plus minutes against Phoenix you don't hold them to under 100 points. And so, in the midst of if like if if you if you do find your offense low low during a game, in the midst of that, you have to balance it with how badly do we want to turn this offense around versus just hanging our hat on hey this has been a really elite defensive game from us. So like it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how, how they balance that out. Uh, but I, I think the trade man has and and, and Meechus deserves a ton of credit because uh, they 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 have an ability to impact the game and they've they've stayed really good teammates to this team. Um, throughout not playing, which is very hard to do, as we see every year uh, in the NBA. There are many people from all uh, backgrounds and all uh, prestige of like former first-round picks, all the way down to undrafted guys who get discontent with their role when they're not playing. And those two guys have done a really good job of just staying ready, uh, staying staying focused, and being prepared for if they do get their number called. Uh, and to Trey Man's credit, especially as like a guy who's seen play in OKC prior, uh, he has been more efficient when he's got an opportunity, but I understand why nobody's taking that seriously because it was opportunity in garbage time, but he has been more efficient, and he's gotten and he's gotten better defensively each and every year. Of course, there's just always going to be some form of defensive limitation for his game uh, that is probably just like out of his control at this point. But coming up, we'll talk about this game against the Spurs and wrap up your mailbag questions all coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast. But first, want to see right now. Better good friends over at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com right now slash locked on. It is the best time to go to FanDuel. I say that because you've got NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, and the NFL all on right now. So you can go and bet on player props, on over-unders, on spreads, on money lines at FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, if you place a $5 money line bet and you win it, you're going to get $150 back in bonus bets, if your team wins, so the money line bet, money line is just who you think is going to win. So who you think is going to win? That's all you got to. That's all you got to predict at FanDuel, and you'll get that $150 whenever you do fanduelcom on. So you can bet on the most massive favorite in college basketball, or, or like this week is, is the week where like Alabama is playing Northwest South City State. Uh, you can go bet on to win that game on the money line, and boom, uh, you're able to get a huge, huge, huge. Uh, victory at FanDuel. For example, though, if you only care about the NBA, the Thunder are ten and a half point favorites at home tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. So check them out today at thinner.com slash com slash lockdown.
2: No matter what moves you made last year, Turbo experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and a lope at the county courthouse? That's a move. file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
0: We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day, we're here for you, talking Thunder Basketball. Folks, we're continuing on with your mailbag podcast questions. Uh Thunder Chat says, give me the blueprint for kidding Lori Mark in a Thunder jersey. Uh and then NBA Fanatics put out a a little uh a little trade machine screenshot. And their idea is Kitty, Poku, Usman Jang, and Trey Man with uh, two first round picks. Or Laurie Marketing and Akai Baji. Again, you got to break this stuff apart. Like Train Man is a non-factor. That's like a flyer on just somebody that, that you would take on an expiring contract. Uh Usman Jang, him and Akai Baji wash each other out. Like so, like the Thunder really like Usman Jang, the Jazz really like Akai Baji, Of like, think that both these guys um can can continue to progress as they as they get into their developmental system. So they wash each other out on the uh on the old uh trade value scale. Poku is just in there for salary. Like he's not factoring in much like Trey Mann. So it comes down to two first round picks and Josh Giddy for Laurie Mark. And I don't think that like, I just, I first of all, I don't think that this, the, the jazz are going to trade Laurie Mark. So like, we can just, we can just end it right there, but uh, uh, it it would be a, it'd be a pretty big splash. It'd be a pretty fun uh, thing to have happen. And every time that, every time that we uh, think that, Sam Presti is sleeping and then not really doing much. He's always working behind the scenes. So who knows? But uh, I I firmly believe that uh, this year is about development. It is about uh, kind of just getting a, a baseline of like what this team even is. And then in the off season, then you start to ask these booming larger questions of what the next step is, who the next addition is, who the next target is. But for the meantime of like from now until April, uh, it's just this, these are the guys, and you see where they land uh, at the end of it all. But tonight, the Thunder play the Spurs. You can catch the game on Sirius XM uh, and hear Matt Pinto and the gang over there. You can also find Locked on Thunder on the Sirius XM app. So check them out today at 6:30. So a moved up start time for Thunder and uh Spurs as it's an in-season tournament game on TNT. So go there right now on the Sirius XM app. It's the SXM app. Search Thunder, and boom, you can watch and you listen to the Thunder games on the radio with Matt Pinto. You can also look up Locked on Thunder and find us there, and also for free anywhere else you get your podcast from. But in this game, the reason why the Thunder are 10.5-point favorites is uh, Kellen Johnson is officially out with knee soreness. Trey Jones is out with hamstring tightness. He's been huge off the bench for the Spurs. And then you even have Jeremy Sohan, who is questionable. You have Blake, uh, Blake Wesley, who's out on, on assignment with the G League. Uh, Jabari Rice is out on assignment with the G League. Uh, C. Sissoko is out on assignment with the G League, and uh, Charles is also out with on the G League. So really, you're going to be without you're going to be without Kelton Johnson and, and Trey Jones for sure. Those that's a huge miss for the Spurs. And then you possibly will be without Jeremy Sohan. So you can see why the the line is inflated there for OKC. And then the Thunder, they're only going to be without. Uh, Kathy Johnson, who's with the G League right now, Usman is still this is out on assignment uh, for the G League, where he played really well last night. We'll get into that too. But ultimately, this is a huge game for OKC. So it's a home game. It is you're looking for your first in-season tournament pool play win, uh, and this is a game where like the the, the narratives and, and 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 what people are going to say in the debates are going to be predicated on these game. You know, this first initial matchup between Chet and Victor. Uh, the, the crowd should be great atmosphere. For OKC, it'll be a lot of fun uh, being there. I think that Down to Dunk has an event tonight that'll be a lot of fun for Down to Dunk night on uh, on on Victor Chet night. That'll be a lot of fun for for all of those involved. Uh, and then, independent of that, you get can you hustle back. Like this is a game where you we got to win it. Like you got to win this game to me because of who the Spurs aren't playing. Now, the Spurs are, are a scrappy team, well coached team, but uh, you got to take advantage of these games. Like in, in, in a season in which. Western conference will be decided by a game at like at like seeds three through 10. These are games where you got to take advantage of the Spurs having a CDS receipt injury report. If they want to play that in that game, then you got to just, you got to take advantage of it uh, with them not playing their guys on, in the midst of a five or so game losing streak that the Spurs are on. So Spurs don't go away li- lightly though. They've done this all year long where they've played and competed extremely hard, extremely well. They've been a fun team to watch despite their record. They've been a fun team to watch, but uh, the Thunder, I think, are a better team, and they should take advantage of this game uh, for OKC. Uh, Usman Jang, though, I want to talk about him real quick at the end of the show. I went out and watched him at the G League yesterday, uh, his first G League, G League run of his uh, season this year. He looked really good. This was the best game he's ever played in the G League. Uh, he he was assertive. He was aggressive, fighting for rebounds, cutting through the lane, dunking in traffic. He was really, really good in this game uh, and took a, took a big step up in this game. There have been times often in the G League where you know, there's there's two types of g leaguers right Trey man he is like the the classic like foray player in baseball like when he goes to the g league he drops 50 points and it's just a there's just an unbelievable experience when he's in the g league and other players they go to the g league and they're much of their same self right and for Usman Jang that's kind of been his whole thing in the G in the G is that when he goes to the G League he's still you know kind of just floating around there and not being as aggressive for the for the first part of his G stint last year. Then in the second half of the G League season, he got a lot better. And then last night, he looked like a totally different player out there with how aggressive he was being. And that's the benefit of the G League. It's because you can give him that run to boost the confidence and also just to see and put the pictures on film of what it looks like when you are aggressive and how much that helps the team and how much that helps uh, you know his play style in general. So we're really getting a game from him. I'm sure that he'll play Wednesday. Uh, him and Keontae will play Wednesday on field trip night at like 11 a.m. So bright and early hoops with the blue. If you want to come out there and, and watch it, thanks to everyone who came up to me at the blue game yesterday. Always, if you see me at the blue or thunder games, come say hi. No big deal. You're not going to bother me. This is, we're not doing an we're not doing incredibly uh, busy work up there. So uh, it, it, I really appreciate those that did at the blue and have throughout this thunder season. Uh, it's no problem at all if you ever do want to out uh, to any of us uh, at the blue games. But until tomorrow, as we recap the Spurs Thunder game that you can find on Sirius XM Radio. Uh, until tomorrow, be good. Be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.